You're listening to Classic Movies Live, the pre-recorded show where we talk about movies that just came out. And today, we're talking about Marvel's self-titled movie, Captain Marvel. Kind of self-titled. So, um, yeah, that just came out, and we both watched it, and we're going to talk about that. And uh, we start off by trying to avoid as many spoilers as we can. Um, As usual, I do give kind of a spoiler like 10 minutes in, so there's that. But it's not that big of a spoiler, so it's probably not that big of a deal. But if that's a deal breaker for you, I guess don't listen to this, so sorry. But uh, yeah, we, we talk about Captain Marvel, then we talk a little bit more about other Marvel movies and end off with a little bit of a discussion about Endgame. So that's what you got to look forward to. So here is a trailer for Captain Marvel. listening to Classic Movies Live, the pre-recorded show where we talk about movies that just came out. And uh, today we're going to talk about Marvel movies. Isn't that right, Pierre? Yeah, specifically Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. So Marvel's self-titled movie just came out. Yeah. I think that's what I called it in my review. Uh-huh. Very um, subtle. I'm going to let you start this one. Like, what, what, do you, what do you think? And, like, tell us tell us about Captain Marvel. Oh, tell, us, tell us the plot. Um, tell us what it's about tell us all the all the gossip the details the casting detail no it's already out you don't even need spoilers right i mean i mean like this is gonna come out a month like a month after yeah you're right well let's let's try and avoid spoilers first off i'll try as much as possible so essentially yeah captain marvel is uh as like what a kree an alien super superhero she's a space human Space human, sure, yeah. And she comes, but she doesn't know this. She thinks he's a Kree. Oh, right. And then she comes, yeah. She something happens, and she gets uh, kidnapped by the Skrulls, which is, like, the enemy of the Kree. And then she gets, she escapes the Skrulls and then gets launched to Earth, where she begins to unravel a mystery of herself. 
the mystery of herself. Right, because it go. turns out she's actually a human. I yeah. was saying space human is a so joke. So surprising. Like, yeah, crazy, eh? <laughs> um, So she's actually an Air Force pilot named, what's her name, Carol yeah. Danvers? Mm-hmm. Carol Danvers. And she gets to have an adventure with Nick Fury in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So that's this movie, basically. Yeah, there's not really much else I can say. No, without... it's pretty bare bones. Yeah, and even without... Even with the spoilers, even, actually. Yeah, even with spoilers, this is pretty. This this movie is a has a pretty thin plot. I mean, yeah. I'm just gonna come right out and say it. I didn't like this movie. I didn't like it at all. At all. I mean, I thought there were some things about it that were really cool, and like, mostly every part of this movie was disappointing to me. Like almost every single part, because like they kept setting up cool things. So, um, the. The Kree are just, I don't know, some space freaking, who cares, some nonsense. Also, I thought the Kree were supposed to be blue. Some of them, I guess. Like, well, I mean. It just feels kind of weird that there's like, there's regular very, looking people and then there's like blue people too. I mean, I think I think the Kree had their blue supremacy phase hundreds of years ago. Uh, and see. now there's like white people and black people and everyone. Like, yeah, they, yeah. They, they're, they're, they're an integrated space society. They expanded. Except that they hate orcs. Uh, sorry. Scrolls. Uh, Scrolls. Scrolls. Yeah. Which are basically space orcs in this movie. Like, that's the biggest problem with them. That's fair. Because, like, the Scrolls are a really cool race of aliens in the comics and also in this movie to a degree. Like, they're introduced as they're shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. And, like, at one point they explain they're shapeshifting and they just have to look at someone and then they can copy them down to the DNA. Like, mm-hmm. not even just someone, like anything. They can. They never do it, but, like, they imply that they could, like, copy a cat or an animal or a whale or whatever all the way down to its DNA just perfectly. Yeah. Which is sick. Like, that makes the Skrulls one of the most interesting Marvel villains or, like, villain types, I guess, Mm. in the Marvel movies. But halfway through the movie, they just become, they just, like, go back to their normal form. They're just space orcs for the rest of the movie. Yeah, that was really boring. I, I think that that concept is just so... Like, that's a very, uh, I could definitely see, like, a psychological thriller well, base movie on that. They had, they had elements of that at the end, at the beginning, because, like, when she's trying to track down the scrolls, the scrolls just, like, keep shape-shifting into people, and then she just has to, like, she has to figure out which people are real people and which mm-hmm. people are aliens, and, like... It's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, kind of. Like, yeah. in Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which is one of my favorite movies, like, the only... Re- in some in some of those scenes, the only reason you even know that one of the... Um, that one of the bad guys... Or that one of the people is one of the bad guys is after they've been talking for five minutes and then all of a sudden they say something that they shouldn't know mm-hmm. or that, like, doesn't make sense with that character. Just out of nowhere. And, I mean... But it fits into the sentence, so it's just like, wait a minute, something's off here. Yeah. And, like... I want to see... Basically, what I'm saying is I want to see Marvel's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And this yeah. movie was not that. It could have been, though. That's it the could thing. have been. That's the thing that kills me. And, like... And I feel like they can't do it in the future now, either. No, because, um... Oh, well, not... We won't get into that We'll, now, we'll get into it later. Yeah. But, uh, when they... And, and as soon as they switch back to just being space orcs the whole time, they also have this weird lisp, which... I think it's just the actor, dude. <laughs> no, it, is, no it isn't. Because, like, two or three of them had it. Because really? every single, Ooh. like, all the main scrolls had this had this weird lisp. Because when Ben Mendelsohn was in his Ben Mendelsohn form, yeah. not his orc form, yeah. uh, 
he just talked like Ben Mendelsohn, like in Ready Player One or in any of the other movies uh, he's been in. Uh, he thought he sounded the same to me, honestly. In both I mean, he was the same person, but they like gave. I think the pro. I think it might have been the prosthetics or something, because yeah, like, yeah. because there was definitely a noticeable. Like I'm wearing vampire teeth to their okay. to their speech. That's fair, yeah. Like it was it was noticeable. It didn't change too much, but it started to get on my nerves because I knew they didn't have to do it because they didn't have to be wearing the prosthetics. They could have been literally anyone because mm. they're shapeshifters, but they were just orcs. Yeah. So that was my biggest gripe with this movie, and I hate that. It's a lot of wasted potential. There's there. so much wasted potential. Yeah, and also okay, I guess like. The thing with the shape-shifting, too, I thought it was kind of interesting at, at the start and their first mission, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but then after that, I think they just kind of get carried away with it and that, like, it, it just felt like one of those things where the scrolls they do it for so often that it starts to feel just kind of too casual. Yeah. You know? Because, like, if they did it more more in like emergency situations right or like when they really had to do it mm-hmm. then it would feel it feel like the stakes were higher if that makes sense yeah you know? but I, they do it so casually that whenever they when when you find out like oh this person's a scroll then it's like oh okay well i feel it just like feels like another just another transformation i feel like there's kind of two ways to play that and they didn't do either of them mm. and like they could either go scrolls only do it in emergencies like to get away which could make for really cool action scenes, or they could do it like so, scrolls are so super casual with it that you literally never have any idea who's a scroll and who isn't, which would be Marvel's Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which yeah. I really want to see, which yeah. they didn't do. But like, there's a um, there's a Marvel storyline which I do not know very much about called Secret Invasion, I know that and it one, yeah. talks about the scroll and like the scrolls are the main villain, and I assume that like the point is they're invading Earth and like anyone could be a scroll, And mm. I think they should have just come right out the gate and done that. See, that, that would have been so cool. Because this movie tried to be about Captain Marvel, but after seeing this movie, I do not care about this character. Yeah. And, like, there's no point in the movie where I cared about this character. Mm-hmm. So, like, if they're going to already try and... F- if they're going to try to make an origin story and fail at it anyway, mm-hmm. just don't do that. Just make, like, a really cool... Just make Secret Invasion. Just do yeah. that. Just do yeah, that. Yeah, that's the problem. They they made a character, they they made a character based movie. Yeah, but and the character wasn't interesting enough to carry the movie. I don't think. No, not which at is all. Unfortunate. Um, and like, I don't know if she could have been. I've heard that Carol Danvers in the in the comics is not that interesting either. Really? So I've heard. Oh, okay. Like, there's definitely. I've definitely read at least synopsises of mm. stories where she has a really interesting character arc, mm. but like her origin is not that interesting. Uh, yeah, well, I guess her origin isn't her origin just like Green Lanterns, where she's in a plane crash and then like well, the original Captain Marvel gives him her powers or something. I don't, I don't, I don't know enough to speak oh. with any authority on that. Okay. But like, I'm just thinking. Depending on how you do her origin, because the original, like, the, the passing from original Captain Marvel to Carol Danvers, I've always thought, like, the the brief the brief snippets of that that I've known have always been super interesting, because I'm pretty sure the original Captain Marvel just dies of cancer. So, like, mm. Captain, there, there was a, um, there used to be, like, sort of unofficial, 
uh, they, they weren't really rules, but like people would say, like there's a couple of characters that just can't come back from the dead in comics. Yeah, Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben and Captain Marvel was one of the other ones because Captain really? Marvel. Yeah, Bullshit. yeah, Captain. Mar- well, like, not that there can't be another Captain Marvel, but the original Marvel. Oh, yeah. Um, like, he died and it was just never brought back. Yeah. Except for like you know origin stories, I guess. But, yep. like, his death was super canon. Like, you can't undo Captain Marvel's death. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe that could be interesting, but I don't know enough about that storyline to actually... I mean, well, they sure. kind of did it. They did. Her, her name was Marvel. Yeah. And she was, like, her hero. Yeah, that was an interesting... That was, uh... That was an interesting twist, because, like, yeah. I remember when Jude Law was cast, everyone's like, oh, Jude Law is Marvel, And yeah. Marvel's like, First of all, no. Yeah. And everyone's like, ah, whatever. You're just You're kidding. Lying, yeah. Yeah. And no, he, and he, he wasn't. Was. <laughs> Jude Law was actually the bad guy. Yeah. Oh, come on, dude. We can't. Now we can talk about spoilers. Saying that Jude Law, who's barely in the movie at all, is the bad guy, isn't right, that big. He also spoiler. looked like a like an asshole in the trailers. He yeah. looked evil in the trailers. I don't know though. I guess I guess most of the movie, he's like, he is kind of on her side most of the movie, until like all of a sudden he isn't. I, I did not like that at all, by the way. What? That the, whole... Okay, well, actually, no. First, I want to finish talking about Carol Danvers. Yeah, let's actually. talk about Carol. Uh, I for I just didn't... I don't know what's... There's just something off. You know, something's missing. Um, it might have been because she was she had amnesia the whole time or something like that. Yeah. But, I like, it's, it's missing... I want to say it's missing grit. Like... Brie Lar- I think Brie Larson's, she's what she's an Oscar like winning actress. Oh yeah, right? she won an Oscar she's in a good act- 2016. Actress. Yeah. yeah, for Room. Um, but there was, I think she's too. She she played it too soft, if that makes sense. You know, there was no, um, I guess aggress like she she plays it kind of aggressive, but then also she's really, I don't know. Okay, I don't know how to say it. Just she just doesn't seem like the type of person that would play like. Like a, a kind of a, a superhero that's supposed to be because like the character's supposed to be like a badass, she's kind of a dick. Yeah. You know she she doesn't she kind of. Oh man, thinks, comics Carol Danvers is mean. Yeah, kicks ass first, like yeah. asks, asks questions later. You yeah. Know? But she like this one, she just seemed like you know a good person. You know she didn't really have any personality. I feel flaws. like her character was kind of inconsistent in mm. that kind of because like there were times when she came across just like as not a good person and mm. then other times she's just like oh this is the sweetest person ever yeah and i don't think that's necessarily brie larson's fault mm. i thought that that was really the writing because the writing in this movie sucks it's so bad <laughs> yeah um but i like, would say it's bad i, I just oh it, i would it, i would say it's bad say it's bad but it like, just it felt like it did the job but it didn't try anything oh no this was different. definitely like the company put together their top origin story men and mm. had them write an origin story. Except it was probably the worst story. It was bad. Story. Like actually, like if you had to compare it with like all Marvel movies, I think I'd rank this movie like maybe bottom three. I thought I, I liked this less than Thor and Thor, Thor the one. Dark. Well, than Thor the Dark. World. I think definitely less than Thor the Dark World. Um, and like it was, it was probably better than Thor, but it was like, I I still remember yeah, like Thor, and I honestly don't know if I'm going to remember Captain Marvel in I don't know how many years I think it's I'd, been since Thor. I might just recommend it more than Incredible Hulk. 
I liked Incredible Hulk, so like I don't know. Yeah, well, to, yeah, to be fair, yeah. I haven't seen it in a while too. Incredible Hulk. I, mostly, I liked Edward Norton in yeah. Incredible Hulk, and yeah. I really wish that he'd been the Hulk in the Marvel universe. Mm. Except that Mark Ruffalo is perfect for the Hulk that they're doing. So like, yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, um, Edward Norton. Well, my gripe with the Hulk is that like. I really like the Jekyll and Hyde character of the Hulk. Like, the Hulk who doesn't... Like, Bruce Banner who doesn't want to be the Hulk. I really like that Hulk, mm -hmm. but that Hulk does not make for a good movie. Because... No, well, they did that in The Incredible Hulk, right? Yeah, because it the problem... It just gets kind of tiring. Well, it gets tiring because you, as an audience member, want to see the Hulk destroy things. Yeah. But Bruce Banner, as Bruce Banner, has a specific and vested interest in not ever turning into the Hulk. Mm -hmm. So, like, he'll turn green and he'll be like, control, control, breathe, yoga. And it's like, yeah. okay, cool. <laughs> and the audience is like, come on, let it out. Please, yeah. let's go. So, Mark Ruffalo, who actually, like, still doesn't like the Hulk, but kind of is working to get along with that part of himself, mm -hmm. makes for a much better movie. Yeah. Or a much better movie Hulk in this universe they're going for. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think because I, I still remember, like, the that scene in the first Avengers where he transforms into the Hulk like for the first time on purpose right yeah it's like I'm always angry that was like it felt so good it mm -hmm. just it feels more like I guess fun you know? yeah exactly and you you could go with the lines of you know this there's this guy that's like trying to control the side of himself but it just yeah, I it think gets, that the per it gets tiring like the it, perfect Hulk movie for me would be like a, a superhero horror movie mm. and like no one wants to do that yeah so we'll see how Brightburn does yeah <laughs> um but Captain Marvel, okay, so the other thing that really bothered, I have two really big gripes with this movie, like very specific ones, and mm. then just like general, I didn't like the writing. But like, so the one was the Skrulls, I thought they were horribly underutilized, mm -hmm. and the other was Carol's Amnesia. I don't hate the fact that she has amnesia, mm -hmm. but the way they did the flashbacks, the very first flashback was really cool because it was like the scrolls going through her memory and rewinding it and fast forwarding it yeah, like that a videotape. That was really trippy. It was really cool. Like yeah. it reminded it gave me Doctor Strange vibes mm -hmm. and like I really like Doctor Strange. It's yeah. probably not that like I understand when people say it's not that great a movie, but I really like that movie. Mm -hmm. Um so like those trippy flashback, that one trippy flashback, I was like, this is really cool. Is this how they're going to do all the flashbacks? No, all the other flashbacks are just flashbacks. Yeah, and also, I feel like I stopped caring about the mystery, like, after the first third of the movie, honestly. Well, after, sh after they did that one flashback where they flashed through, like, specific moments in her life, I'm like, this is all I need to know about this character. Mm -hmm. I'm good. She can be good, too. Yeah. Like, she doesn't need to figure out any of the rest. Yeah. And then there was one other flashback near the end that was important, but also, like, it wasn't interesting enough. It wasn't done interestingly enough that it really mattered. Which one was this? Um, Where she, like, learns how she got her powers. Oh. That was important, and, like, they needed to do that, but also there was nothing interesting about that scene. It was just there. Yeah, not there. specifically. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is the big... It's, it's time for the big reveal at the end. Yeah. Here it is. Well, the big revelation, I think, was supposed to be, oh, Jude Law is a bad guy, right? Yeah. But I kind of knew that. It just felt like it from the start, you So know? we have said Jude Law is a bad guy twice now, which isn't really a spoiler, but I think it's about time that if we need to talk about spoilers, we can talk about spoilers. Okay. Now. So Thank if you. you're still listening... Thank God. And we're okay. not... And you're not wanting spoilers, this is where you gotta... This is where you gotta cut out. Yeah. So... So, yeah, so it felt like the whole movie was pointing towards she finds out that 
she's a human and not a scroll, but we knew that the whole time, yeah. right? So it's like a mystery that we already know the end of, but we have to still watch her for like an hour and a half figuring out the figuring only, this out. The only interesting mystery to us, the audience, is who the heck is uh, this Wendy Wendy Lawson is her name. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Lawson, who is the person who, according to the mythology of the universe, means the most to Carol Danvers, the person that Carol Danvers looks up to the most. Yeah. We're introduced to that idea very early, and that's the only interesting mystery throughout the entire movie. And it's and resolved pretty boring, too. It's resolved pretty boring, but more. But the reason it's resolved pretty boring is because, like, the characters don't care about that mystery very much. The, like, no. Carol Danvers wants to find out what happened to her, which is fine, but we don't care because we already know. Yeah. And, like, she wants to find out what happened to Wendy Lawson, but that is secondary. Yeah, she wants to find... Well, I guess her main goal was finding out... No, finding finding her past. Yeah. I guess. And then the second, because she had to find out who Wendy Lawson was to find out where the... Uh, what the Skrulls were looking for, too. Right. Um, but, yeah, like, because there was no... She was made out to be, like, this mentor figure, right? But we never see that, really. Mm-hmm. We just see... We just see, we know that she recommends Carol to fly for her because Carol's, Carol can't do regular combat missions, so she needs someone special. Right. No, yeah, no, she, Carol, Carol can only be hired for that. She's, she's trying, she wants to do combat missions because she's trained as a combat pilot, but because it's like the very early 90s, the Air Force is reluctant to send women on regular combat missions. Yeah. So that's what it is. Yeah. So but she's doing it, an experimental thing. I guess it didn't feel like... Like, usually these origin movies, they have this this mentor figure, right? Mm-hmm. That pushes the hero forward. And they have, like, a special emotional connection to, right? Yeah. We don't really see that connection with Marvel. So, like, a lot of this movie is based on, like... Like, like the reason she becomes a hero in the end is because of Marvel's sacrifice, I guess? No, the reason she becomes a hero in the end is because she finds the switch on her neck oh, and then the she took a, she's flipped the switch. Yeah, yeah. And then instead of having just hot hands, she had a hot body. All right, so, <laughs> slow down. But I guess what I'm saying is that I didn't care. I, like, even when I found out the mystery, right, I, we, we, see, we see Marvel die. Yeah. And then we see Jude Law as a bad guy, right? And this, this is, like... This is like the whole movie is leading up to this point, right? Yeah. So you should be like, oh my God, this is crazy, right? But I was like, okay, I already knew Mar- Marvel died this whole time, right? Yeah. I didn't know how, but I didn't really care because I don't know anything about this character. Yeah. And then I see Jude Law killed her. I'm like, all right, well, I didn't really, I kind of knew he was a bad guy the whole time. Yeah, anyways, I'm like, well, so. you know, I didn't know Jude Law was a bad guy, but yeah. he is talking to the bad guy of the Guardians of the Galaxy the entire movie. So, yeah. like, it's not surprising. I don't know. I just like because I I look back at like like Iron like Iron Man one when uh, Yinsen dies and out that was really sad. Captain America had that uh, the scientist that that helped create him yeah die and like the, I I don't know they all had like Doctor Strange had the ancient one yeah um I like, I and get that that's re- repetitive it's but repetitive but like it, it's, you felt something every time one of those people died yeah you know? with the. With maybe the exception of Iron Man in those, like... Really? Well, no, no, no. I'm not even... So, hold on. I got to finish my sentence. Sure, so, like, sure. with maybe the exception of Iron Man, mm-hmm. the, those connections are, like, the heart of the movie. Like, Doctor, oh, Doctor okay, Strange yeah. and the Ancient One, that's a thread that goes through the entire movie. And, like, when the Ancient One dies, not only... Do you feel some? Do you feel that connection just like gone, mm-hmm. and it means something? 
But also, the movie's basically over at that point. Like, there's more, but the entire rest of the movie is not only happens because the Ancient One was there in the first place. Yeah. And, like, with Captain America, the movie's basically over after the mentor dies. Because, like, the rest mm-hmm. of the movie is... Captain Marvel. No, with well, Captain oh. America. Oh, sorry. Because I'm saying, like, the rest of the movie is not as good. Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh... It's okay. No, oh, like I don't hate that movie. I I'm really like think. that movie. Oh, but no, like, you're right. That, the that, strongest part of the movie is the fr- is the first. Definitely part. the best part. Yeah. Um, and in Iron Man, again, you feel something, but then after that, it's replaced with the. He's lucky to have that to have like um, a good sort of, like the rest of the movie is him and Obadiah Stane, mm-hmm. who was a mentor character before, mm-hmm. and they show. As exactly how he was in a mentor character before, and it's like that de- relationship deteriorating is as important as the when Yinsen dies. Mm, I wouldn't of. say so. I, no. I'd say like Yinsen becomes the whole reason why Tony Stark becomes a hero. Right. Well, sense. that's what I'm saying is like Obadiah Stane is sort of the anti-mentor character. Oh, that, I see. Is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like, yeah. But I, but yeah, I guess I, I felt like with those characters. Like when when they when they die, that was like the motivation the hero needed to become a true like their own their own hero. Yeah, that makes sense, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then this one, when she dies, I'm like, oh okay, you know, I didn't feel anything. It didn't um, really matter. I I don't entirely see why, why that's that's the reason like she got. Actually, no, that didn't even fuel her that much. No, honestly, like I really... had I didn't care about Wendy Lawson in this movie at all. Yeah, and it didn't feel like Carol did either. No. She just because she she finds out what happens, and then she gets kidnapped, and then she realizes that she can take the thing off her neck and control yeah. her own powers. But that had nothing to do with Wendy Lawson, you know. No. So it just felt like okay, she was there. Well, I mean, I guess like there's that one scene when she's talking to the supreme intelligence, who is also Wendy Lawson. Yeah. Uh, and when and the supreme intelligence is like, I'm I control you. You don't even realize that you have a switch on your neck. And she's like, I have a switch on my neck. And Wendy's like, no, I didn't say that. Yeah. Or something. That whole fight was weird too. It felt yeah. like a dragon ball fight for a sec where they're like, she was like throwing some kind, like the supreme intelligence. It's a computer, but then like, and they're in Carol's head, but for some reason she needs to use like fucking lasers on Carol. Yeah. To wear her down or something. I don't know. That was, just, like, they could have done a really, like, trippy fight because this is in Carol's mind, you know? Yeah, it's all in Carol's and mind. And it's like, no, like, I'm going to attack you with this laser from my hand. Basically, you have to resist it. why was this movie not Doctor Strange? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there was, like, so many, like, trippy opportunities, you know? And then they just took the boring way out of it This movie time. tried to have, like, it should have had elements of almost every Marvel movie because, like, the parts where it's on Earth could have easily drawn from like the best parts of Iron Man. The parts where it's in space could have easily drawn from the best parts of Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. The parts where it's in Carol's mind could have easily drawn from the best parts of Doctor Strange. Instead, they got the most boring parts of all of those. Yeah. I thought that the parts on Earth were in uninspired locations that were just kind of boring for the most part. Yeah. The parts in space were even worse. Holy shit, yeah. Uh, and the parts in the Supreme Intelligence were fine, but, like, they didn't mean anything. Like, th- there's just so much wasted potential in yeah. this movie. Let me just say, though, Samuel Jackson. He was good. He really, he was, like, the only thing. Him and, uh, I guess, Coulson. I wish Coulson was in the movie more. Yeah. But those were the two characters I was actually kind of interested in. Like, Sam, Sam Jack, like, his 
once he started talking to Carol, that was like the only relationship I really cared about in the movie. Yeah. You know, even though like you'd think when Carol met her old fly buddy that were, and they were like best friends for like a long time, you yeah. think there would have been something better there. Her but, old fly buddy had some great moments, but it didn't mean very much. Like No, well, I don't get... There was no emotion... Like, your friend... You thought your best friend... Yeah. Like, it seemed like her only friend, honestly. Yeah. Like, her family, essentially. was dead for six years, and she comes back, and then... But she... There wasn't really a reaction. No. It just kind of felt like, oh, hey, you're back. Yeah, you know? she gives. The, she actually does give this big emotional speech, and Carol's like, "Yeah, but I'm here now." And it's like, <laughs> "Okay, cool, good, and like, thank you." You could say it's because of the amnesia, but still, it's just a, it's it's a potentially like, really heartwarming slash like heartbreaking moment, that was just kind of like, it happened. All right, let's move on. So you know? I don't want to say the writers don't know what they're doing because they clearly do. They, I'm sure that Marvel hires only hires writers for like. I mean, they, they, they screen their writers. Well, who, who wrote this movie? Do you I know? don't know. Let me but check like, really quickly. The writers clearly knew what they were doing more with some characters than with others. Like, they've been writing Sam Jackson for 10 uh, years. Sam was well done. I think it was just... Everything else about this movie, everyone else was terribly written. Like I think it was just Sam Jackson, honestly. That guy can't... I've never seen him in a shitty role. Other than maybe Star Wars. I, I but I think he just carried that role I, with I, charisma. Seriously, I don't know one offhand. So like, yeah, you might be right. Um, but like, see the the story screenplay written by it was three different people. Story but was by five different people. Just like this was not a five person story. I know, right? Well, this, I think I think it's gone through multiple like drafts and shit. That's a so, shame. I wonder. I wonder if there's an early draft of this that's really good. Um, maybe. I would assume that the earliest draft probably that this is one of the better drafts like because I'm, I I have to assume that I'm but reading like, here that like the first two writers also wrote Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh and Inside Out for Pixar. Huh. So I was like when I saw that, like those two together, I was like, okay, that sounds really good actually. Um, but I don't think they're. I think it got edited really heavily after that. I mean, kind of sucks. Yeah. Actually, this car- this writer also wrote The Good Dinosaur, so maybe they're not that great. It's hard to tell. The Good Dinosaur is a movie that I was really excited for when it was announced, and then it came out, and I'm like, this is not anywhere close to what was announced. Yeah, I know, right? I... That was a bad movie. Or just boring. Yeah. Boring um, but yeah, so it, it felt very written by committee. There was no creative risks. It was all just very average. The mm. jokes, like, the jokes were kind of cute, nothing... I think there were, like... I mean, if it's not already clear from my two big gripes with the movie, I feel like there was lots of stuff they could, they wanted to do, and mm-hmm. they wrote it in, and then they went back on it. Yeah. Like. Oh, also. Like the scrolls. I guess. Okay, and then I want to get into the third act. Lastly. Okay, the third the act. The third act was the biggest shit show in my it opinion. It was not good. Where... It was pretty bad. So we find out. I guess it starts once we find out. Uh, once once the scrolls the scrolls team up with Captain Marvel, and they go to space, right? Yeah. Um, and then that's when. So the scrolls. I thought they was like cool that they were hanging out. I think it added like a cool dynamic. Mm-hmm. I still kind of suck that they took these like really scary villains and basically turned them into jokes, though. Yeah. Um, and then we find out, uh, Star Force or the Kree are evil. I guess. Yeah. Including Jude Law. Wow, the time. Kree are evil? The bad guys of Guardians of the Galaxy evil, are evil? Right? Crazy. <laughs> so, 
But the thing is, I guess, first of all, I hate how they took the interest. Like, I thought the twist was kind of cool with the scrolls. Yeah. It was, it was, it made it a little more interesting. I thought that was a good twist. They did. I thought that it was a shame that they did it. Like, I, on the one hand, I kind of hate that they did it because now the scrolls. It's going to be harder to make the scrolls interesting villains again. Yeah. And they squandered their one opportunity. Yeah. But then also, if you're going to take out one villain and replace it with another, you want to make that villain interesting too. Jude now, Law and Star Force were not interesting at all. No, they were just space humans. Exactly. We don't know anything about them. And it really sucks because, like, if, like we don't really get any moments between Captain Marvel and the rest of Star Force because they're supposed to be, the, like, a team that's been working together for six years, right? And we get that one little scene on that with them on the spaceship, like bantering for like I think it was like twenty seconds or something. Well, that's it. It's the only time we really see them interact. And then she starts fighting them, right? But then there's no, like these were her only friends for like the past six years, and she's just like beating the shit out of them. And there's no like emotional connection. She's just like she's making cracking jokes and stuff and beating the crap out of them. There's nothing. You know, there's no, there, there's so much to work with there, but they don't do anything with it. So if this movie had like a three out of ten on world building, at, at being generous, yeah. Let's talk about a movie with five out of ten world building. Thor. Yeah. That yeah, movie. Thor. Thor did it better, which I th- yeah. never thought I'd say for world building. But the thing is, like, Thor started off like the ver- the first twenty thirty minutes of Thor is. Thor in Asgard and like in the frost giant place just doing Asgard things yeah. and like building this world of Asgard which is not interesting but they establish Asgard and after the first Thor movie is done you know about Asgard for the next ones mm-hmm. and like you know exactly what to expect and you have this idea of what Asgardian society is mm-hmm. coming out of Captain Marvel we had 20 seconds of Kree society. Yeah. I have no idea what the Kree's even <laughs> and did. And it looked a lot like humans. There's a scene where they're it on a subway. It was Space Asgard. They were, on a, they were on a subway train in that one scene at the start, remember? Oh, my God, they Why were. Why is there a sub... Like, you're, you're in this, like, amazingly new world, and they choose a subway train as a, as a production... For, as yeah. a set for a scene in the movie? Seriously? Yeah. What? Like, like... This is lame. They could do... This movie should have been... I mean, first off, their their first mission should have been way more interesting than it was. Because the mission, the, the bare bone, like, on paper, that mission was interesting. Because, like, they're going to some world that's supposedly being invaded by scrolls And, like, trying to find the scrolls And it turns out that the people they're there to save is actually a scroll ambush. Which is really cool. That's scrolls being used yeah, well. Yeah, cool for a sec. The problem is, the world is boring... We don't know anything about the world, and the set sucks. Yeah. So, like, the mission is not interesting, even though it really should be. On paper, it's a really cool mission. Yeah. So that just should have been a better mission. But after that, they should have shown anything of the Kree home world. Because, like, like you said, at the end, we have no, we, we have no attachment to the, to the villains at all. And, like, even if we didn't get a real attachment to Jude Law... We could have potentially, like, known something about the Kree, mm-hmm. and we don't know either of those things. Yeah. So it he, didn't mean anything when she was fighting them at all. No. It's like, right. oh, the bad guys are the other ones? All yeah. right, well, I guess let's fight them now. Yeah. it's kind. Of, it kind of reminds me of 
Iron Man 3 where they had the Mandarin twist, where the Mandarin wasn't actually the Mandarin. Okay, but then I, I loved that. It was a cool twist, but they still, like, the actual villain, again, wasn't really yeah, that Yeah, the actual villain either, kind right? of... So, like, that's... the twist The twist is an awesome idea, but you need to have the villain, the next villain, still be good, you know? The yeah. twist isn't enough to make the story mm-hmm. or the character interesting. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so I thought that, that was just boring. And then that whole... Other than that, all I can say is that because it was just her being the shit out of everyone for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And that was just like, I don't know. It was just boring. It, it felt like action vomit all over the screen. Yeah. So what are Captain Marvel's powers? She has warm hands, right? She, yeah, she shoots Nova Blast or something from her hands. Yeah, and if you get hit with one of her hands, it stings. Yeah, does it, it sting or does it kill you? Because she's like destroying spaceships with it. And then she oh. uses it on a person and it just kind of like... Knocks them back. <laughs> it's hard to tell. And then when she flips the switch, then she gets like, then she turns orange. Yeah, she right? can glow. Oh, and she can fly. Yeah, she can fly too. So her powers are whatever, I guess. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. She I fl- guess she can control the amount of energy she puts in her blast. I feel she like doesn't it, want to kill everyone. But. I feel like the movie wanted it to be a huge deal when she started flying. And I feel like it should have been because Carol Danvers is a flight pi- is it like a fighter pilot, right? Yeah. So the fact that she can fly without a plane, even though it's sort of like a boring twist, yeah. should be really meaningful. Except that Carol Danvers doesn't and like Carol Danvers' time as a pilot doesn't mean anything to her character yeah, throughout the entire say. movie. Yeah, we don't we don't really see much. So yeah, when all of a sudden really she's f- she's like hurtling towards the ground and then she goes wahoo and flies up like Mario in a in a freaking <laughs> flight cap, then it doesn't. It's like okay, but this doesn't mean anything. I think this was in the trailer. Like it's, it was. What what even? Yeah, and then yeah, and then she destroys the Kree and then Ronan shows up for thirty seconds and then retreats. Yeah, he's Which like, what's going really, on here? I so, oh, I guess we should leave. I was so excited to see Ronan. Um, and, and Coulson in this movie. And they got really shafted. Yeah, Ronan had, like, one or two good lines, as did Coulson. So, they the, did. you know, the lines they got were good, except yeah. at the end where Ronan's like, we'll be back in Guardians of the Galaxy. Or, <laughs> I don't remember what he said. <laughs> no, he's something like, like that. we'll be back to get the girl, but then, no, you you die in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe he'll come back and, man, they should have ended this with a teaser, like, Ronan will be back in Avengers <laughs> Endgame. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool, actually. That would be cool. I want to see more Ronan. I like him, and I like his character, and I wish that he had had anything good yeah. about him. Well, that's this. the thing. I thought this movie would, like, save us. Because he, he was, like, cool in Guardians of the Galaxy, but he doesn't get much to do. No. You know? So I was hoping, like, oh, okay, so we'll get some backstory and maybe some redemption, and then I can watch Guardians again and be like, all right, now this character is sick now, but no, they just kind of shaft him twice. Maybe Both we'll movies. maybe we'll get a Ronan the Accuser movie so that they can let us down <laughs> one more time, but yeah, for an hour and a half this time. Uh, so, Ronan the Accuser movie and like it's I don't know the main character is I don't know Nova, just not even call cool. it a Nova. Like he should Ronan really, no, Ronan the, should just be the main villain of all space movies from now on. Just <laughs> just keep bringing him back. Bring him back until he gets a good arc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, like. Yeah, the movie kind of blew after she destroyed everything, and you're just like, oh, okay. And she's like, we're going to go into space so I can help these orcs find a new home world. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. 
And I don't know why she, that takes her like 20 years to do, but... Uh, probably because she's living on an orc planet with uh, her orc bay. Uh, <laughs> or orc bay. Uh, and then, yeah, and then the movie... No, 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 and then... Okay, honestly, the only scene I actually like felt something watching was like the, the last scene with uh, Coulson and uh, Nick Fury when he's like naming the Avengers. Oh, yeah. Which kind of sucks because that's like, oh, the only time I felt something was when they referenced another movie. Um, but yeah. when, when he named the Avengers, it was the Protector. It was initially called the Protector. Why did initiative. he call them the Avengers again? Uh, it was like on her on her jet. Oh, because it's an Avenger. Carol Avenger. Dangers. I was really hoping he was going to call it the Marvel Project. I was like, <laughs> oh man, the it's Marvel time. Uh, but yeah, so that that I felt something there, and then the end credit scene was cool. But other than that. That was the only time I felt something, which really sucks. Yeah, I, the end credit scene feels like it's just actually gonna also be a scene in Endgame. Yeah, probably. Like, so don't even stick around after the credits for this. Honestly, like, it's yeah. not even worth it. Yeah, honestly, no, don't go watch it. This is yeah. I wouldn't probably wouldn't actually. Well, I, I'd watch it just to know what Carol Danvers is. Yeah, I mean, I say is. don't go watch it, but I also watch every Marvel movie. This is so. definitely a Netflix movie. Yeah, Netflix. for sure. Something you'd watch later. Uh, yeah. If you so. like Marvel movies, you've probably already seen this. I mean, it's like, it's an, intro- like, I didn't, I wasn't bored. I disliked it. Like, I walked out of that movie very disappointed. I mean, I, I the trailers never look good either. That's the yeah. thing, too. So I wasn't really disappointed. It's like, that happened. What really sucks, though, is that, like, getting into the bigger Marvel scheme, Avengers Infinity War, like, I feel like Phase 3... You know there's phases, right? The, yeah. The phases. So, like, phase three up until Infinity War was, like, top-notch. Like, every movie was, like, really, really good. Mm. Or really, I'll, I'll say good. Maybe some were really good. There, there were some bad ones. Like, but, I, like... Uh, okay, I'd say, like, which ones were bad? Come on, Thor The Dark World was not good. No, no, that's phase two. <laughs> oh, you mean phase three movies? Yeah, yeah every, phase... every film after uh, Civil War... Ant-Man wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, no. Up I until... wanted to like Ant-Man so... I was excited for Ant-Man since freaking Captain <laughs> that's America That's the thing, but, like, out, so, but... like... What it was, Civil War was really really good. Doctor Strange was good. Guardians of the Galaxy two was pretty good. Spider Man Homecoming was solid. Spider Man Homecoming is like my second favorite Spider Man movie. Really? Yeah. Oh nice. After Spider Man two. Oh yeah. I, I went Spider-Man in wanting to hate better. it, but like I you really couldn't. liked Homecoming a lot. Yeah. No, it is a good movie. Um, and what then else is there? Ant Man, which was oh it's bad. Thor. No, Thor no, 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 Ragnarok. Thor, Thor was Ragnarok good. was good. Black Panther was good. Infinity War was really really good. Yeah, and then I think Ant-Man. you mean Oscar nominee Black Panther. <laughs> Oscar bad. winner Black Panther. Yeah, and Oscar nominee Infinity War. Um, and then, yeah, and then Ant-Man and then Captain Marvel were like the two lamest movies in Phase well, 3. Okay, and of so... course they're between the two Avengers movies. So, like, I was hoping they could still keep building the hype, so, right? Like, but my hype levels for Marvel just kind of died. To, to move on very quickly to a different movie, I personally liked Ant-Man and the Wasp better than Ant-Man. Mm. Because Ant-Man, so Ant-Man was like, it was originally a passion project from Edgar Wright. And then he got kicked off the movie at the last second for creative differences. Mm -hmm. And it really shows. Like, that script is very Edgar Wright, but -hmm. it's delivered so poorly because it's just like, you know, he's not directing it. So he doesn't, so the person who is directing it doesn't know what's going on in Edgar Wright's mind at every part of this script. Mm. So it just feels like, very half-assed and Mm. then ant-man and the wasp wasn't good it was objectively (laughs) a worse script Mm -hmm. but 
it's a consistent vision from start to finish. So like when I was watching it, I'm like, I enjoy this. Mm-hmm. With See, I kind of like the mix. I honestly think if Edgar Wright directed, I wouldn't have liked it. I don't like Edgar Wright's action movies. Okay. After seeing enough. Baby Driver, I was like, thank God he didn't direct Ant Man. Really? Um, yeah, I didn't like Baby Driver. I thought it was a pretty. I thought it was like, it had cool sequences, but the character work was terrible. Mm. And everything, like, not a lot of the character motivations didn't make sense. And I, I definitely I, don't agree. And I hate how he writes female characters, too. Yeah, as in that's that, fair enough. He doesn't really write them at all. I mean, his so. female characters in Scott Pilgrim were not bad, though. Um. Okay, yeah, I don't really remember Scott Pilgrim that well. But who are the, I guess it was just. It was Knives, Chow, no. and Ramona Flowers. Yeah. And, uh, gosh, what's her name? Kim? Wait, was Knives? Who was, Knives, who was the Asian girlfriend? Knives. Knives? Knives felt more of a, a joke plot device rather than a character. I don't think sense, so. I know? thought I thought she was pretty well fleshed out. But also maybe I'm like... It's been a while since I've seen it. I, so. I've seen that movie more times than I've seen most oh, really? movies. Are you, big, so. are you a big Edgar Wright fan? Uh, yes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Like, not everybody has to like all the I know, people I, I like. Um, but I, I, I do know what you mean, but I think it was a good mix in that it had, I think it had kind of the grit of Edgar Wright. Like, the jokes with, with the, I think, the emotional impact of, of uh, whatever... Peyton Reed was offering. Peyton Reed doesn't have emotional impact. Okay, I don't actually. I don't think it was the director's thing because it was rewritten by who uh, directed Anchorman. Adam McKay. Adam McKay. Yeah. I think he's a good writer. He's a good writer. And then Paul Rudd wrote rewrote the script after. Yeah. And I think I think they added those touches and I think it benefited. Whereas Adam McKay didn't come back for Ant Man and the Wasp, and they replaced them with the writers of Homecoming. From what I remember, that's strange because Homecoming was very good and Ant Man and the Wasp was very I, bad. I could see them being Homecoming was good, but it didn't really offer any emotional impact to me for me either. That much, huh? Okay. Like, yeah, it felt like a very like it felt like a fun movie, but like like for example, compared to Spider Man Two, I know like Spider Man Two, Spider Man Two gets brings, very deep. Into that the brings character. me to tears almost every time. Exactly, like it's right? so good. Um, but also, like, I'm biased because Spider-Man 2 is, like, when I list out my favorite movies, I actually can't decide between three, and one of them is Spider-Man 2. Yeah, so that's fair. It's definitely up there. But, uh... But yeah, so yeah, my point is that they, I feel like they killed my hype between, like, the two biggest movies of all time, you know? Yeah. Which kind of sucks. Uh, so, like, what do you think about Endgame? Like, what, I honestly am not sure how they're going to top Infinity War. Because, like, the ending of Infinity War is so perfect that I don't know what the ending of Endgame could possibly offer. That's the thing. That's what excites me so much about this movie. Like, usually with a Marvel movie, I can kind of tell the way it's going to go. Like, for example, with Infinity War, I knew the general plot's going to be Thanos is going to collect the stones throughout the movie. And he may or may not snap the heroes at the end. Yeah. You know? And I knew that going in. And I knew, like, it was that's the basic plot. This movie... I literally have no... Like, I'm guessing it's probably going to be time travel or something. I'm hoping it's not. But, but, but also, see, like, the thing is, like, that feels so cheap, right? Yeah. It's it's a scary thing. I don't, I don't think they're stupid enough to, like, go full into time travel, yeah. right? So, but I honestly have no idea what the hell is going to happen, and that's what makes me so excited. Well, like, I'm, I'm really excited specifically for the ending, because, like, Joe and Anthony Russo have impressed me with every single ending 
like with every single movie they've done in mm. the Marvel universe. And like the ending of Civil War was so good. Yeah. Or not Civil War. The ending of Winter Soldier was so good. Then Civil War came out and the ending was even better. Mm. And then Infinity War comes out and the it's ending is better. like the be- <laughs> it's the best ending in the Marvel universe. Yeah. And so like what the heck is going to happen in Endgame? Yeah. Well, at least like if anyone was going to end it, it's them. You know? Mm-hmm. I definitely worry about the future of Marvel though without them. I know I think they're gonna move on. I yeah, probably. And but the thing is like I think they're the only directors that truly get these characters in every way. With the maybe John Favreau, but he's already moved on too. Because yeah. John Favreau's I say maybe John gets Iron Man yeah. better. John understands it. Iron Man. Um like I think they did I remember, like they did. I think they did Black Panther and Spider Man better I think, in Civil War than their own solo movies. So, like, I have a friend who will very much disagree with me on this, but I think James Gunn, like James Gunn, Taika Waititi, um, maybe John Favreau and Joe and Anthony Russo are mm-hmm. the best people for these characters in the like that have been, that have worked on Marvel uh, Marvel movies. Mm. Okay, I'd, I'd agree I think, with James Gunn. I do think he needs... I think he knows the Guardians of the Galaxy very well. And, think, like, no one else could do it. I think I he needs think. a co-writer, though. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, I think I think the Guardians work much better in Infinity War compared to Guardians 2 because of the fact that Guardians, James Gunn... James, I think... I know James Gunn wrote dialogue for Guardians, mm-hmm. the Guardians in the movie, but uh, I think it was still filtered through, like... The Russos and their screenwriters, yeah. uh, Marcus and McFeely. So it was like balanced out, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas I know Gunn can like after watching Guardians two, he gets like kind of Guardians two stuck up his own ass, and he like oh yeah, I definitely the jokes get, that. get out of control. And the only real complaint I had about Guardians two is there's a little bit much going on. Like it doesn't need quite as many plot threads as it as it does, mm-hmm. or like they don't need to be quite as big, mm-hmm. like. I actually liked all three of the main plots of Guardians 2. What but, were the three? So there was there was um Star-Lord it's... and Ego. Mm-hmm. I really and then there was Rocket and Yondu. Rocket and Yondu. I think there was a third one, wasn't it? Was, it? Would it be Nebula and Gamora? Maybe. Sort of, but that kind of ties into But that kind of t- yeah. Will's anyway, well plot. I liked the two, yeah. but like the Rocket and Yondu one probably could have been pared down a bit. Really? I think so. I thought that was the more interesting part. I personally was more interested in ego. Like I think that I think that Rocket and Yondu could have been pared down a little bit in mm. in favor of fleshing out ego and Star Lord a little more because that that was good, but under but it could have been more developed. It could have, yeah. I think the big problem was there was just so much exposition. There was, yeah. They had to get out of the way. That, yeah. That that relationship really suffered, but then it took more screen time. But. Um, Anyways, but I, I do I see what you mean though. Yeah. So Captain Marvel, would you yeah. recommend it? Uh, sure. <laughs> if, if you're a fan of Marvel movies, if if you don't know Marvel movies at all and you watch this movie, you you might have a little fun. Yeah. Anyone who's actually on the fence about this movie and listening at this point, like, no, don't see it because yeah. if you're actually on the fence, then you're not gonna like it. But like, yeah, that's true. Like I. I, if if you're watching it this weekend, I definitely say watch Us instead. Oh yeah, Us comes out. Watch that. Yeah. Or and then like the next week, Shazam comes out. Shazam comes out in two weeks. Oh, two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you're looking for a movie between Us and Shazam, watch Captain Marvel. I guess. I'm, I guess. Like if you have nothing else to watch. That's if, what I'm saying. If you really gotta watch a movie on Tuesday, because you you have to get rid of that money that's burning a hole in your wallet. Yeah. 
Captive State. Good, good. <laughs> Go see Captive State. It's pretty good. Uh, definitely a good like need to spend fifteen mon- fifteen minutes, uh, fifteen bucks on a movie. Um, it's uh, probably I probably won't remember it in a month and a half, but it's pretty good. All right, nice. I liked it more than Captain Marvel. So no recommendation on Just Park. No, definitely not. I I feel like anyone who wants to see this movie has seen it, mm-hmm. and like anyone who anyone who actually like considers whether or not they should go and see a Marvel movie, don't see it. Don't see it. Yeah, yeah. If you actually want to know if the movie's good first, it's not. It's yeah. bad. That's fair. Yeah, I'll say it's decent. And, and also, I really hope the Russos save Captain Marvel's character. I hope so, because <laughs> so. I thought that Brie Larson is okay as Captain Marvel. I thought she was very poorly written. So I'm excited to see what Joe and Anthony do with her. Yeah. Because I think... If anyone can write her properly, I think it's them. Yeah. And I wonder... So my prediction for Endgame is that Captain Marvel is going to have a big arc with Iron Man. Like, I think that mm. Captain... Because... I thought it'd be with Captain America. So you'd you'd think that, but like, Iron Man is stuck in space, and the only person, so like the only people that can realistically get to Iron Man are uh, Nebula, who's there anyway, Mm. and I don't know why she's not in the trailers with Iron Man. So something happens there, Mm. and Captain Marvel. Hmm. So like, if anyone can get to Iron Man, it's Captain Marvel, is what I'm thinking. Okay. So I think that Captain Marvel is going to be the reason Tony doesn't just die in space. Tony might die regardless, mm-hmm. but the reason he doesn't just die of starvation in space is going to be Captain Marvel. Okay. That's that's my prediction for Endgame. That's cool. I, I've seen the trailer, so I'm not going to say anything. Oh, well, I <laughs> haven't seen that trailer then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Other than that... Oh, I guess... Actually, no, I'm not going to say my prediction because I've seen the trailer. No, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. I don't sure? care. I don't care. Whatever. Go ahead. Uh, well, okay. I, don't th- I think Tony's going to save himself. That would make, um, that would be a lot better I for think his that character. Completes his arc in that, like you know, he started off in a cave with a box of scraps, and he's going to end it in a spaceship. In a space cave with, with a, a box, of scraps. with a box of scraps, saving his life again. Yeah, it'd feel like a, just a really solid ending to his character. That would be a very good ending. And I think his, I don't really think there's space. If he does save himself, I don't think there's space for him to have an arc with Captain Marvel because, from what I can tell, it'd just mostly be Nebula for like. I'm guessing the first third of the movie is when they're stuck in space. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets back to Earth, it's definitely going to be him with the rest of the event, like Cap specifically yeah. and Rhodey because he hasn't, you know, yeah. they're his best friends, right? I, I I feel like there's no room for Captain Marvel um, for him. So I wonder what Captain Marvel's going to do in Endgame. I, really I, have no I, idea. Think, I think hopefully this would be so cool. It kind of saved Captain Marvel, like the movie for me, and that after seeing her kick so much ass and the end of this movie, I think she's gonna like try the same thing with Thanos, and get the shit beaten out of her, and then like that's when the audience is like, "Oh shit!" Like we thought Captain Marvel would save them, but it turns out she's turns out her even with all that strength, really still, hard like, hands don't work against <laughs> yeah. a big purple man. Yeah. So. Yeah. All but, right. Yeah. So I mean, when Endgame comes out, you probably won't be here. So no, I won't. Well, we'll we'll figure out a way. We'll figure out a way to talk about it yeah, yeah. somehow. Uh, maybe we'll do like a recap next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like we do have movies. to talk about it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the latest Marvel movie, and um, yeah, don't go watch it, everybody. 